0: On this episode, we talked to award-winning attorney, author, and activist Monica Ramirez and Raiz Plus Latinx campaign specialist for Planned Parenthood, Joe Colón Uvalles, aka Queen Beatrix, the activist, all about the inaugural Raizado Fest in Aspen, Colorado. The Raizado Fest is a gathering of the most thought-provoking leaders, changemakers, cultural icons, and creators in the Latinx community, and we at Tamarindo were so honored to be among them. You'll first hear, Ana, Shayla, and I reflect on our time in Aspen, and we'll close out this episode telling you all about our time away from you. We're so excited to be back in your ears. Happy Latinx Heritage Month! Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Podcast. Okay, so Anashela, we're here at, in beautiful Aspen, and we're looking at this beautiful, beautiful scenery out the window. We're here in location, out in Aspen, at the Raizado Fest, and I'd love to know, what has the experience been like for you? Girl, I feel bougie AF. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> and, Thank you for and, flying and, us out here.
1: I'm <laughs> privileged, and privileged. And I think the next thing that comes is really, like, the thinking about the power of our community, Um, in light of what we're seeing in the country with regressive policies, with having representation on film and television and getting shows canceled. Um, There's a lot of disheartening news for our community. But I think coming here reminds me and us that we do have a lot of power, that there are folks that have social capital, that have financial capital to have beautiful, powerful events like this and so that we can fight back everything that's happening. So to me, it's it's felt really emotional and inspiring to see all these people come together and know that despite some of the things that are happening, that we do have agency and power in ways that, that that, you know, we didn't in the past. And even, for example, they have this these really cool, they had these bookshelves at this at this yeah. We you, saw a
0: lot of our friends' books, and we yeah, picked I know, them up. Amazing. A lot of folks that have been guests on Tamarindo yes, we got I, that, to pick up their hard copies of their books. It was fantastic. Yes, and so
1: we could like pick up books and just seeing so many books by Latinx, Latina authors was also really as someone who loved reading growing up was really powerful for me because I remember being a little girl and not having. I remember it was like Sandra Cisneros and Julia Alvarez, and I'm like, who and who the else? list and the list, yeah, yeah. So it's just like remember like noticing we have more power than ever, we can actually fight back. So it, it was inspiring to me for that. So that's one takeaway.
0: I mean, this has been a fantastic event. Um, I want to thank all the organizers for having us here at Raizado. It has been really amazing. We're we're radically inspired by the panelists, the speakers. You're going to hear in this episode in just a moment from one of the activists with Planned Parenthood, which is among the many fantastic speakers that we've gotten to see today at, at Raizado. We're still here we're in the middle of this conference, so we still have a day and a half of content to, to experience. And we wanted to pause and be able to share with all of you listeners this experience. And so, we're just grateful. Keep an eye out for Raizado, keep an eye out for the Latinx house, follow them on social media. They plan to be doing Raizados for the next 10 years. Why? Because they have a commitment to transformative change and that's a lot can happen in 10 years. We've experienced that a lot can happen in 10 years. So um, I'm really looking forward to what, what the world would look like at the 10th annual Raizado Fest. So just wanna give kudos to the organizers and we're, we're having such a great time here. It has been transformative. We're really looking forward to what Raizado will look like 10 years from now. The organizers have made a commitment to bring us together here in Aspen to occupy white spaces and talk about our community, talk about our issues, and always talk about our issues in an intersectional way, which means celebrating all of the awesome things that you just talked about, like the authors and the representation and the, the accomplishments, the joys, while also confronting the issues that we, our community faces, like disinformation, like lack of access to healthcare, like just all kinds of opportunities, right? So we're really excited to see the transformative change that is possible. Please follow the Latinx house to stay connected to this important work. Again, we're really grateful to be here and we wanted to give you all listeners a little taste of what we're experiencing at this fantastic festival. Hi, Monica Ramirez. So great to have you back at Tamarindo here. Hi, thank you for having me back. We are so excited to speak to you right now. This episode, folks are hearing uh, our testimony at Raizado Fest, and then they're also hearing from folks at Raizado Fest. And then now we've jumped forward. (laughs) We've jumped forward, Raizado Fest is now behind us, and we're talking to one of the organizers, Monica Ramirez, who's a a friend of the pod. We love her. And uh, we'd like for listeners to know, tell us a little bit first about Latinx House and what you set out to do with your co-conspirators at Raizado Fest.
2: Yeah, well, you know, thanks so much for being part of Rezado Fest. It was a labor of love, as you can imagine. And the Latinx House was is an organization that was created by, by me and two other uh, incredible Latinas, uh, Alex Martinez-Kondrecki and Olga Segura. They are both filmmakers. And as you know, I am not. I am an activist. Um, but they came to me in 2019 and asked me if I would help to build the Latinx house, because they felt as filmmakers that it was really important to have a physical presence at Sundance Film Festival because Sundance Film Festival is a gatekeeper. Um, Essentially, if your film gets into Sundance, then it has the possibility of getting onto the big screen. And there wasn't, to that point, there wasn't an official partnership with the Latinx organization and Sundance. And so um, I actually initially said no. Uh, that I wasn't going to do that because, you know, I focus on building power on the ground and and I didn't really, I didn't make the connection between how Sundance was really going to have an impact on community members that had no idea what Sundance is, right? And so eventually we made an agreement and we said that we were going to set up the Latinx house in places and spaces of consequence so that it was a a place that people could gather who care about the Latinx community, who want to celebrate, Our community and all of our contributions. It would be for folks from our community as well as our allies and so that was how we started the organization and we did launch at Sundance Film Festival in 2020 as a Sundance. uh, We were the first Latinx organization to be official partners with Sundance and uh, you know we had a lot of big plans. We were going to set up at South by Southwest and the political conventions and we thought about setting up alongside the UN General Assembly and well, it was January, 2020. So within like a month, we all went into isolation and we were not able to fulfill those plans. Um, and after our launch, we ended up going like so many, we ended up going virtual and doing a lot of our programming virtually. Um, but fast forward to where we are now. And, you know, there was this moment during the pandemic, because as you know, I serve the, the farm worker community, the community that I come from. And this report was published in October of 2020 2021 um 2020 yeah 2020 2020 um and it was talking about the early days of the pandemic and how many farm workers had died in the first months of the pandemic and for me that was devastating because i mean it's my community and also just imagine so many people dying in such a short amount of time i think that the report showed that at the time of its publication something like 10,000 farm workers had died and I was so upset about this. And I went to Olga and I said, if we are going to actually save Latinx lives, we have to accelerate change. We've got to figure out how to accelerate change. And for me, the answer was to create a place of consequence, not just to set up in someone else's space, but to really create a place that was ours, where we could lift up our community as thought leaders and change makers, because, you know, the pandemic, was also on the heels of the Paso Massacre. So there had been a number of circumstances that had happened in our community that was resulting in great loss of lives. And um, and it just felt to me that if we were going to have any chance of actually closing the gaps and fixing things for our community, it was gonna mean we were gonna to have to make a major play. And that ultimately ended up becoming what we all just experienced, Reisado Fest.
0: Yes thank you for for all that context, all that backstory because you know when you're there you just think fantastic this is a, a great experience you 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 don't get the opportunity to really appreciate the years of imagination of effort of importance of consequence that it took to put this event together so I really appreciate you telling us that story and um it, it, as a participant too there, you know there's so many people that were there that are um, in the trenches that that are you know foundation leaders or they're they're telling our stories through media, or they're entertainers, or they're um, community activists, or they're members of the community. There's so many people intersecting in, at this event that that care about these issues, and in a way too, just the fact that it was such a lovely setting also felt like a bit of a, a retreat, you know, a bit of a reprieve, and and like a moment to pause and really. Um, appreciate nature and the space and the community there was a big emphasis on connecting with one another and i I mean i think we I, i know we're not alone in already having future conversations with the people that we met at Raizado Fest. So that's kind of the ripple effect that could happen when you create your own space. So, so many fantastic things happening. So now that you're a couple days out, can you tell us, you know, we like to give our matraca. So what are some big matraca, some things that you are celebrating coming out of Raizado Fest?
2: We did it. <laughs> you know, um, when you're building something that is has never been done before and you don't know exactly, you don't know if people are going to show up. You don't know what it's going to be like in the end. Like for me, the fact that we were able to build it is a huge cause for celebration. Um, but also, you know, of course I'm biased, but it was beautiful. Like the energy, the love, like that was so beautiful to me. And, you know, that is the kind of energy that I think that we need to move with in the world and, um, many of us are out doing our own things. You know, we're we're building organizations, we're in businesses, we're doing all sorts of things, and often our work can be lonely. And so, for me, a, a part of the celebration was like we found people who who I believe will be there for us always, you know, and that's important. And we need to keep creating spaces where we can um, be in community and we, we can continue to support each other. And, and the last thing is like, I'm really proud of the fact that we brought forward some new voices um, new to some, not, they weren't not new to me, but they were new to some. Um, and I think that's important because they were different topics that we don't always talk about, there are different leaders that we don't always hear from. And I feel like we as a community and you all do this so well, like we have to find the leaders that not everyone is focused on so that we can bring them forward so that we can elevate their voices. And, I, and I'm really proud of the fact that we were able to um, bring forward some, some folks who, who have vision and are making change in our community, but maybe everyone didn't know them before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There was so much beautiful, beautiful connecting, and yes, getting to know faces and voices that we had not heard uh, previously. And you know, I've done the, I've done the conference circuit. I've been to a lot of these different spaces, but there was something truly magical at Raizado Fest. Now, uh, you also elevated important issues that are impacting our community, and and also joy. So there was a good balance of both. But uh, we did our matraca. So basuras. <laughs> you know, what are some of the issues? What are some of the issues that you're still concerned about that we should all continue? To to think about and push forward, especially as we're as we're launching Latinx Heritage Month, what are the, the things that are top priorities for you right now?
2: Well, I think that, you know, for everyone who had the opportunity of hearing from Nayeli Cabo, such an inspiration. You know, she took on an oil company that was making people in her community sick and she won. And her talk on the environment and climate um, everyone needs to hear it. And we need to be talking about that issue because I think that we as a community, we are naturally environmentalists. We were raised that way. That is like in the DNA of who we are as a community, but we're not always talking about things like environmental racism, right? We're not always talking about sort of what the long view is on on climate change. And so that's something I think we need to be talking about more. Um, You know, I thought that the the, the talk that Elizabeth Mendez-Berry gave about erasure, so compelling because there's been a lot of conversation about representation or lack of representation and entertainment and things of that nature. And we focus on sort of the, the very small percentage of Latinx folks who are showing up on the big screen or in TV shows. But I think that like her talk took us way back to something even more fundamental was like, what does it mean and what does it feel like to be completely erased in society and also like what are the political consequences of erasure I thought that was so compelling and and that's another one that I think that people need to really listen to and and to think about like and that leads me to like what is our job right like one of our jobs is to make sure that people who are leading around us are not erased, that that work is not erased, that we are recording our own history, that we're making sure that people know who who who's making moves and how they're making moves. Um, because we can't control whether other people try to erase us, but we can control what we do to make sure that we are not erased. And so I felt like that was a super important conversation. And, you know, the other thing is this was, this was felt, I don't know that it was necessarily said as much as it should have been said, like we were in a place in a space where the Latinx community has always been leading and has always been sustaining that community. And I was so moved by talking to people who were working at the hotel and, you know, working in the restaurants that, that, they felt like they finally found community. They felt like they were seen. And, you know, we have to talk about that because why is it that people around our country are being made to feel like no one cares about them and that their contributions don't matter? That to me is basura, right? And and I feel like in its own way that came through during the festival. And I just hope that wherever we are in the country, you know, that we, that we adopt the practice of thanking people for their leadership, no matter what they're doing. So if you're the waiter comes to your table, what's that person's name? Thank you for your leadership. If the, if there's a grocery shop person who's helping bag groceries, what is their name? Thank you for their leadership. Because all these jobs that people are doing, that's leadership. That's a type of leadership and we don't call it that. And so I think that as a practice, we need to start changing that so that we can, see each other and talk about each other as leaders who in our own way are contributing to the ability for us to live the good lives that we live.
0: Absolutely. And to kind of close out, how can we continue to support your work? I mean, I, I, I really spoke to me that you said that people, there are people you can count on and that is true. You can certainly count on Tamarindo always. So please, for our listeners, you know, what are some other ways that we could be supporting the Latinx
2: house how can we continue to uplift these issues? What is our to do? Okay, thank you. I always have to dos, and and I love I love Tamarindo, and I always have, as you know, um, we gotta we gotta promote each other's work, you know, and um, so follow the Latinx House. We're going to be releasing the content from the festival, so people will get to hear some of these great talks and from some of the leaders. Listen to them. Share their their words. Share that content. Um, you know, the Latinx house doesn't just do this one festival. We do other things as well. You know, we have our our house that we'll set up at Sundance in January, 2023. We have other work that we're doing. We hope that people will get involved and see the house as a place where they can convene as well. And, you know, and I think the most important thing for me is just in our everyday lives, let the people know around you that you see them, that you care about them, that you're with them, and that you're going to help lift them up, because we've got to do that over and over and over again for each other. And I'm hoping that that's one of the most important takeaways that people took with them from Raisado Fest.
0: Thank you so much, Monica, for stopping by. And we are going to definitely share all those links in all our socials so that people can get the fantastic content of these conversations and can continue to follow your work.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Up next from our time at Raizado Fest, you'll hear our chat with community organizer Joe Colono Valles with Planned Parenthood. Joe is also known as Queen Beatrix, the dragtivist, that's making a big impact in the Texas slash Mexico borderlands. All right. Okay. Um. Hello, 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 Queen Beatrix. Thank you for joining us here. And nice. Raizado Tamarindo live, except for not live. We'll edit it later. But good to see you.
1: Hola, igualmente. Nice to see you all. All right. So we're going to get right into it. Queen Beatrix, tell us, what do you do in this world y por qué and why? Ooh, what don't I do? Uh- <laughs> I do a
3: lot of things, um, but mainly I work at PPFA. I'm the Raiz Latinx campaign specialist. I just joined the team uh, in January. So... It's such an honor to work with an amazing team uh, doing constituency work, uh, specifically for Latinx communities across the country.
0: Yeah. And, and PPFA is Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood for America. Planned Parenthood Federation yes. of America. Yes. That is awesome. And I also love that you use the word dragtivist. So tell us about that. What does that mean to you?
3: Yeah. You know, I created a program several years ago in partnership with some other organizations called Drag HIV. It's a training and mentorship program for drag entertainers to be spokespeople and uh, organizers around HIV advocacy specifically around communities of color who are mostly impacted by high HIV rates. Um, So while I was doing the research to apply for funding, there wasn't a word that described the work that drag activists do. And so I was like, let me just put these two works together. It makes sense to me. And um, that's when the word came into being, right? So, but a drag activist is basically someone who does Uh, performance in drag and uses their platform intentionally for social justice issues.
0: That's fantastic. And that's definitely you to a T. And that's part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you. So what brings you here to Raizado? And what has the experience been like for you?
3: Well, we're here today with uh, Planned Parenthood. Like I said earlier, Um, we're here to represent our communities, our people, our gente. Um, As we know, right, we're in a very critical time when it comes to abortion access. We know I'm from Texas specifically, right? I know firsthand, Um, what a lot of people in our community are going through when it comes to these very extreme bans. And so we're here at Raizado to um, not just amplify the work that we do with young Latinx organizers through Raiz, but also to like just join the conversation, right? And all the things and all these spaces that are happening. We had a panel today with our uh, CEO from our uh, Colorado affiliate. Um, And so we're here to sort of, just be a present, right. And be visible and make sure that folks understand that we're here in this fight with them and that if they need help or if they need information and resources, they can come to us. Um, So that's what we're here for.
1: Beautiful. What does your work mean to you? You do such amazing work. What does it, what does it mean to you? Ooh, (laughs) my work
3: means, especially I think right now, especially since yesterday, since this conference started, um, it means like, Yes, I'm here physically present, but I'm also bringing everybody in my community with me, right? And so I'm bringing all the people that I work with, with me. And so making sure that I'm here present in my role at Planned Parenthood, but also making sure that I'm bringing those experiences with me and sharing those when talking to folks who come to our uh, lounge space.
0: Love it. And you're here in our lounge space here (laughs) at Raizados. And I'd love to ask you, uh, what are some ways that listeners can support your amazing work?
3: Well, right now, I think folks can definitely support the work that Planned Parenthood is doing, um, specifically the work that our constituency programs are doing across the Federation. Y'all had our director for constituency earlier uh, this year in your program, Amanda, and, um, you know, she's an amazing person to work uh, with. So I would say the biggest call to action is to, one, support Planned Parenthood if you uh, reach out to your local affiliates, Raiz is in 20 uh, uh, states across the country. Uh, So if you're in one of those 20 states, you can plug into any of the work that our organizers are doing on the ground. We have amazing work that is happening. For example, uh, our Raiz organizer in New Mexico, she's having a a Raíz Reggaeton Party oh to like, bring community please together in Alberta, Turkey. <laughs> please
1: invite us. Um, yes, awesome. <laughs> please.
3: <laughs> we have um, our folks, for example, in Tennessee uh, doing really great, like, creating spaces for Latinx communities to come and have conversations. We just revamped our Cafecitos Toolkit uh, from a three-pager to a 15-page doc with resources and information so our organizers can do that work. And so I would say plug into those Cafecitos Also, check in to see if your affiliate has any black organizers or black organizing project. And then college students, right? We have a really, really thriving, uh, really big and thriving youth organizing program um, through the youth squad. And so any of those things, if they're in your community, plug into them, amplify their work, share those links on your social medias. But yeah, mainly support Planned Parenthood, support the work that organizers are doing on the ground. but yeah, there's plenty of things folks can plug into.
0: Excellent. We'll make sure to include a lot of those resources in the show notes for this episode so everybody can click away and support right away. So we love to end our conversations with our guests with our rapid fire questions. Okay, you, gotcha. could do it, you don't have to do it fast. You oh. could take your time, Whatever, however you feel to, to respond. These is fine. There's no right or wrong answer. So the first question is, what gets your matraca? What is something you're celebrating?
3: You know, we're here. We're talking about Planned Parenthood, but I will say the biggest thing that is getting me, you know, my matraca is um, folks who are doing reproductive healthcare, reaper work in states that have abortion bans. They're the real heroes. <laughs> I get emotional because
0: <laughs> of course it's emotional <laughs> lo- for sure. A lot of these people, people that I know,
3: these people that are my friends, and so they're doing really great work. And so, oh, sorry, but they inspire me, right? And so that's why, like, I'm going to say, like, you know, they really get me going because you know, coming from Texas, having a total abortion ban. It's, it's a very difficult and scary time for a lot of folks in those states who are doing this work. So I want to uplift them and say, like, they, they inspire me, right? And so I'm here to, like, uplift
0: them, too. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And um, what gets your basura? What is something you're absolutely done with, canceling, get out of here, Oof, basura? There's so many, the right? There's so many.
3: <laughs> Elected officials who don't support abortion access, point blank, right? It's 2022. We are in a different landscape. Uh, Some new research has come out, right? Abortion access is one of the top five priorities for Latinos across the country. And so things are changing. And so people really need to sit down and have those conversations with their loved ones, with their friends, with their comadres, with their tias, tios, anybody who is open to having that conversation, that dialogue, because that's where it starts, right? That's how you start to change minds and bring people together and say, you know, maybe you may not agree with abortion access, but, you know, what does that mean when it comes to, like? You don't have to stop anyone else from getting that healthcare, right? And so um, I think elected officials who are anti-choice or anti-abortion are canceled.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So the work that you do impor- is important, but it can also be emotionally heavy and, and difficult. So we want to know, how do you get your calma? How do you stay grounded?
3: Uh, <laughs> um, being with community, being with my friends, being with other organizers, um, at the end of the day, I come home. I mean, I work from home, but I, you know, at the end of the day, I close my computer and I have two cats. I have two beautiful cats, and you know, I hang with my cats and spend time with them. And so, I know my friends are babysitting my cats, <laughs> uh, but I have a cat cam, and I'm every now and then I'm checking on my cats. So. I love
0: that, and thank you so. Much. We appreciate your work. Like you, you are community for us. Like even though it's yes. all like, so, you know through the internet, we've been observing your work for a thank long you. time, and and. You are those champions that you were celebrating. <laughs> you, you, you are those people in those in those states that are that have these bands. And so we recognize and celebrate your work. hundred you. percent. I
1: was just gonna say, like, I agree with you about <laughs> calma and community. Like right now, like I'm Matraka to you and calma to, to being in community <laughs> yeah. like this. It's really beautiful and nourishing. And yeah. we're so grateful for you. And you know, the one thing I really want to uplift is like the reason I'm here in jog is because
3: this this movement is for everybody, right? This yes. movement is really for everybody. And so we have to understand that like Abortion access impacts all of us, right? And so we all have our part to play in this role, in this landscape that we're in right now where it's rapidly changing. We have 16 states with abortion bans. It's, it's a tough situation that we're in, but at the end of the day, we have each other. We can re- uplift each other. We can help each other and share resources, information. Um, if folks need information on where to get an abortion, they can go to abortionfinder.org. Um, so there's a lot of information out there. And the more we share that with our community, the more people can make informed decisions about their own health care.
0: Thank you so much. We really appreciate
3: it. (laughs) No, for sure. Gracias.
1: (laughs) So we've been taking a little break and I was feeling so ready to come back, Brenda. So as we're heading into this new season, um, I just want to ask you, what have you been up to? What have you been prioritizing? Doing I've been working break.
0: on tamarindos. <laughs> uh, it never we, stops. Yeah, we didn't really stop too much. I mean, we, we've we kept up our social. We had a few bonus episodes for y'all. So that has been planning, right? We've been planning because we wanted to come back. Uh, as we welcome Hispanic Heritage Month, we want to come with a bang. We've got a lot of amazing conversations, including the ones you're hearing going to hear in this episode in the work. So we've been planning. And so it's really, really exciting to get back in your ears. And we're always planning. So you all can always give us ideas, suggestions of the topics that you want to hear about. So I've been working on that. Um, I've been working on teaching my personal training classes. I've been working on fitness. I've been working my on my 10 push-ups. Not That's not true. 100 push push-ups every single day for more than 30 days. So that's what I've been doing. And how about you, Anishayla? What have you been doing during this break? I think
1: the main two things have really been thinking about what comes next. So I was, I had a work contract that's about to end. So just really thinking about where, where I'm going to go in, what I'm going to, what, what I would love to do. And then the other thing I've really been working on is really my self-love, just, just being really committed to self-love. I'm coming off of, you know, the end of a relationship. And I think there's like a different phases of it, right? There's like grief, there's like anger, there's so many things. And I think now, I'm at the point where I'm, I can really go in on like loving myself again and rediscovering the things I love about myself. So there's been so much intentionality around like, you know, getting my sexy back around really doing intentional things that are connected to me, feeling good in my body, in my mind, in my spirit, and just applying a lot of the lessons that I've learned upon reflection from, from my relationship. That
0: is amazing. What would you say are some of like the ways you approach that, that might be helpful to listeners?
1: So, one way was just like literally just like being sexy in the shower with myself. It's Which like, you all heard about last yeah, episode. To, it's really being romantic with myself, taking myself on self dates. Another thing that I've been doing now is like, I want to feel good in everything that I wear. So, I've been really thinking about like, how, what I wear and also kind of like being a little bit bolder than maybe I was in the past because I was a little bit shy to like express more of myself. And so I've been playing around with, with that. So that's another, another way. And just writing a lot of, a lot of writing, a lot of tenderness towards myself and in my writing.
0: Very cool. And you know, I've been trying to practice writing. And one thing that I find really challenging is thinking of prompts. So are there any prompts that you give yourself to get you to start writing? You know,
1: I, I don't do that many prompts. It's I just let whatever I just let whatever thoughts are coming just float to the page. I'm not letting go of judgment about it being perfect or about knowing what to say or what to do. And and they just they just come. But I think some really easy ones are like, what's something that um, I need to tell myself today? Like, what's something that I'm makes me that made me smile today? So those are some really easy ones just to kind of get into what's something I appreciate about myself today, especially because so many of us struggle with self love. So there's just some, some few what question do I want to answer today? What's on my mind? So those are, are the few you can start yeah, with. Yeah,
0: those are really good prompts. And actually, as you describe coming to the page, one thing that I have been doing is that I'm committed to doing these 10 minutes a day. So the obligation of coming to the page does sort of liberate, like, oh, oh God, I gotta do this. So oh, I gotta write this down. And I and I have that obligation because I am I am working with a writing coach and that's my assignment <laughs> so, <laughs> to do those 10 minutes a day. So sometimes if, if y'all are listening, you're and you're curious about writing. I think maybe even just setting that commitment to write might, you'll be surprised what might come out. <laughs> you'll be surprised about what might come out. Um, fabulous. So I'm excited that you're working a lot of, on a lot of great things. So um, it's been a nice break We're we're back, like we all said, and we're going to have some great episodes coming up, but um, any other thoughts about Raizado or your experience coming back to this podcast and this microphone being in Aspen, any other reflections?
1: it's just been beautiful. And I'm just excited to be in community again. I don't know about you, but it's really giving me so much life. I was a little bit like anxious coming into this because it's been so long since I've been in something like this. But it's been really beautiful. And I've been making some beautiful connections.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, um, let's close out this catch up here with our matraca basura and calma. So Anna Shayla, do you want to do all three in a row? Do you want to do one at a time? What feels good for you?
1: Um, I start with my matraca, and then you can share one if if you got one. Okay, I'll right. think of one on the, <laughs> on the spot. On the spot, look, look, just look at your surroundings. Yeah. Uh, so my matraca, the obvious one, goes out to the co-founders of Latinx House who organized this fest, Monica Ramirez and Olga Segura, because I can only imagine the amount of effort coordination that it takes to put something like this together because it's huge and it's it's bringing together so many people. Um, so shout out to them for sure. And then my second matreka is gonna be to a show. And and y'all, and Brenda knows, I don't really watch that much TV. But I'm actually watching a show, y'all, and it's called A League of Their Own. Um, and if y'all have ever watched the movie, it's one of my favorite movies. I didn't realize how queer it was until I got older. And I'm like, oh, this is a hella queer movie. It makes sense why I liked it so much. But so the show is set in 1943. And um, it's about these women that get recruited to play baseball during the Second World War because all the men were in the war.
0: And so yes. they bring Lots it together. Lots of people know that movie and luckily know the premise. But what's yes. different
1: about this series? No. So, I mean, it's, it's 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 in a show format and it's just beautiful to see um, Abby Jacobson, who was on one, one of my favorite shows, Broad City. So she's one of the main characters. Same kind of quirky, awkward personality. Um, there's a lot of queerness in it. And as a queer person, I mean, I'm not going to lie, we love to see it. We love to see ourselves represented. So it's just beautiful. Of course, to see those, wonderful. Those I can't wait to see it. Lines. It's, it's so good, y'all, that, yeah, y- y'all have to watch it,
0: for sure. Yeah, and, you know, a couple of things that stand out, I've been, it's definitely on my short list of, of shows that I want to watch, but the movie was fantastic, and yes, there's queer, you know, queer, subtle queer representation in the movie, but also it was directed by a woman, and I feel like that's really critical to what makes something good, and, of course, this show is written by, um, a lot of women are behind the scenes, women of yes, color as writer, well. Yes, the writer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, definitely want to celebrate that show. Your Matraca reminded me about another show that I think is Freaking hilarious, and that is this fool. This fool on Hulu is so freaking good. If you haven't seen it, Anna I highly recommend it. Um, the premise is, I think, super hilarious and very, very much to the LA experience. But it, the, basically, it's this young guy who took like the uh, the path of like going to college and you know kind of doing the right thing, and his c- older cousin that ended up getting involved in drugs and and ended up going to jail. But then the cousin. Is, uh, has finished his sentence, so he's out now. And the the cousin that went to college, he now works for the equivalent of Homeboy Industries, except for it's called Thugs Not hug Hugs Not Thugs. Oh, Hugs Not Thugs. Oh my
1: God, I love that name.
0: <laughs> it is so great, and it's their dynamic of one of one of them that's just always trying to be like this model minority and doing great the nonprofit world, and then his cousin, who's who's who's. Part of the comedy here is that he's been out um away for so long so him coming back and not understanding the things you're not allowed to say anymore in the year 2022 it is hilarious um i also really appreciated how the the family the the protagonists they speak in their terrible spanish but they speak that terrible spanish to their actually you know what i'm pretty sure i talked about this show already because as i'm saying it i'm like i've said this before well here you go double down to this fool because it's so freaking funny <laughs> so you get extra extra love this fool because i liked it so much Ay. anyways watch it again so um Sheila, what goes in la basura for you
1: okay so i'm putting in la basura vegans who remind you that they're vegan all the time. Wow, okay. <laughs> so recently I was staying with a friend who is vegan and who just kept reminding me how they have keep a clean a "quote unquote" clean house, so if you do anything else it's dirty. I also have a problem with that. <laughs> but um she uh <laughs> your face tell me about it. Okay, tell me what that means. Well, so I mean, I think that like clean means like vegan, no alcohol, like no drugs of any kind. And so for me, I feel like there's like a judgment around using the word clean that I never really thought about until recently. So like the opposite of like choosing to eat other things is is dirty. So I've got kind of a problem with that. But yeah, like constantly telling me like vegan, vegan. Oh, yeah. Uh, you left yogurt in the fridge. We don't eat that. So what do you need me? What do you want me to do with it? And I'm like, girl, you don't you like I did. I throw don't it need away. To, right. Throw it away. You don't. And, and also, like, I know I made it, I forgot to take it. But I clearly know that you're vegan. So you don't eat yogurt because I was I Hope formally, she was listening <laughs> this
0: podcast because she's I getting was, called I, out. I,
1: I was formally, <laughs> I was formerly a vegan. Like I know what it means to to be vegan. So anyways, it's just yeah, definitely getting called out. But this is this is fresh in my in my heart. Y'all
0: as fresh as the yogurt that you left in her house. <laughs>
1: well, it's not that fresh anymore. <laughs> That is really, really um, funny. Anyway, so that's me. Um, What would you put in the basura this week?
0: Um, I think, I mean, I guess it's sort of like a backhanded compliment, but my basura goes to conferences that are not thinking about being eco-friendly, which is the opposite of what's happening here at Raisado Fest. So I want to... That's why it's, a, it's actually a compliment for Reisado Ooh, Fest. Yeah, it's also Mataka right there. But <laughs> most conferences that I've attended, um, even though they talk about Latinx issues and Latinx community and all our, all of the challenges that we have... Um, one of the challenges that we have as a community is that our community is the one that's most impacted or from environmental racism, which we've covered on this podcast many times. So I think it's it's sort of a opportunity for these conferences to think about how could they be mindful in all of their elements of the, of, of the conference. I can tell that the Raizado Fest folks took that into account. So what are they doing that's different from other conferences? There's glass bottles instead of plastic bottles of water. There is, um, all of the plates are biodegra- biodegradable. All of the utensils are not plastic. They're those lovely paper utensils. And these are just the things to think about to not be wasteful in your conferences. So that is, my basura basuras the conferences that don't do that.
1: <laughs> hey, so
0: Sheila, what about your calma? My, calma? my calma
1: is reflecting on this idea that our mistakes and our accomplishments do not define us or a self-worth. And so recently I'm in a period of transition. Um, and there was a moment that I could have been more thoughtful with a friend. And so in the past, I would have beat myself up about disappointing someone and, and, and not being as thoughtful because I, I try to be thoughtful. It's something that I, that I pay attention to. And so just like letting go of like, this is a mistake. It's not me. It's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of me in a particular moment, but it is not, a reflection of me as a whole, and that distinction is really important. So it's just been beautiful to see the progress that I've made because in the past, I would have beat myself up about Doing something like that. But also conversely, not letting those accomplishments define you either, because sometimes then you get too attached to them, right? It's mm-hmm. like this I can celebrate myself in this moment. And this is just again a, a reflection of me at a certain point of time. So that's yeah, no,
0: that's a really great way to frame that because and I think too, as I'm thinking back to you, our, our last episode, you did talk about sometimes you, you, you there's a limit to being unapologetic and you ought to own up to your mistakes. So in the way you're what I'm hearing here is you can own up to, hey, I was wrong in this moment. But it's not a permanent wrong. Yes. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: ¿Y-, ¿Y qué tal tú, Brenda? What about you?
0: Well, you know, my calma, I think, has been just being in this beautiful space where we've mentioned that we are here in Aspen. So just being able to hike and see the stars, one thing that's part of the the way this event is organized is that we get to be outside for a lot of the sessions and including walking down this beautiful pathway and being in nature, whether you like it or not, you're getting a hike. (laughs) So, um, and we walked out of the sessions yesterday and it was evening and we looked up and we're like, what are those? It's stars. We saw stars. So y'all, if you could just spend some time being in nature, I mean... We've we've mentioned this many times on this podcast, but it could never be stressed enough how calming it is to just be in nature. And and with that, I'm also thinking about the new plantitas. I, I got some new plantitas over at um, Latinx Plants, Latinex with Plants in East LA, and I'm just loving my my extra plantitas. I'm loving that my. My fiddle tree is doing great by the window. So I'm a senora and I love it.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I'm so happy to be back. I missed you, Brenda, and we hope that y'all missed us. We missed you. We're excited to bring you some amazing episodes this year. Yeah.
0: And if y'all hear a little extra noise, it's because we're we're not in the Zoom. We're in a room together here in um at Raizado Fest. So thank you for this fantastic conversation, Sheila. Gracias a ti. Okay. Ciao. Everybody. Bye.
1: Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards.
0: If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com.